We're going to have four-foot storm surge inundation along much of the Florida east coast from West Palm Beach northward. And if the track should move a little bit closer to the coast, the inundation could get as high as seven feet. We've been calling every organization, uh, NEMA, SOS International, the U.S. Coast Guard. We've been in contact with everybody. If coastal residents decide not to evacuate, and I want to be very clear, they will be on their own if first responders are unable to reach them. Dorian, yeah, she uh, didn't just pack a punch. She is walloping anything and everyone in her path, and it is a huge path, 420 kilometers wide, which is a bit shocking. And uh, over the weekend, it parked itself over the Bahamas at a Category 5 for a full day and a half, and uh, reports are, are suggesting that devastation, like it just can't even be put into words. And you'll recall I was just over there with my family at Christmas, and you look at the pictures, I mean, a lot of what we saw and did and loved, that's like gone. Like buildings wiped out, homes didn't even exist. And, of course, the uh, death toll now standing at five, but uh, officials fear more bodies will be found. Uh, But that's not all, because now Dory is uh, licking at the coast of Florida, where hundreds of thousands told, you know, get out. And a lot of people, I don't think, thought they had to get out, because the problem with Dory is no one really knew where she was going. And where this hurricane would go? Well, where has she gone and what will she do? Let's ask someone who knows. Mark Robinson's a well-known storm chaser with the Weather Network, so he lives for this kind of weather terror and, of course, right in the thick of things in Florida. Hey, Mark, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, loud and clear, thankfully. Give us a status of your uh, situation, where you are and what's happening. Oh, We are actually on the most easterly point of Cape Canaveral that you can get to, and (laughs) timing is great. The first rain bands are literally going over top of us right now. So I look to my, you know, to, towards the west, I can see almost blue sky. I look towards uh, the east, and it's nothing but uh, gray sky and, and rain. The wind is picked up, or uh, sustained winds right now, about 30 or 40 kilometers an hour, and it's just going to go up from there. Okay, but Dorian has slowed quite a bit. I think she's down to a, a two. But what is it about this storm that is um, so unique and so hard to predict? Well, the the big issue right now is that it uh, it basically stopped as it came close to Florida. As it came in, just uh, right in over top of Grand Bahama Island, the the steering current collapsed and the whole storm just halted. And unfortunately, it halted over uh, an inhabited area. I've been seeing pictures uh, coming out of there. I've actually uh, saw some information from a chaser friend of ours. Uh, who was there, Josh Morgaman, and uh, he has uh, some incredible stories to tell. Uh, he basically said the, the building he was in sounded like it was being hit by a thousand sledgehammers. They managed to get out and get to uh, a government building, so they're safe. Uh, but he was saying that uh, many people did not make it, that, uh, that he could see just from where he was. Yeah, the pictures are quite shocking. And obviously, when you go into these things, it's not until the aftermath a few days later that you start to realize what uh, has been lost and what these people went through. But in the area that you're, um, you know, you're chasing at this point, what are you expecting to see? And what are the residents of that area being told to do? And what are they doing? Well, it's, there's a lot of questions, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of details in there. But uh, so right now, what we're seeing is the the outer uh, edges of the storm, the outer edges of, of Hurricane Dorian. Yes, Hurricane Dorian is of two, but got to remember, uh, you know, hurricanes aren't a point; um, they are just a very large area. So we're being hit by those outer bands now, moving fairly slowly, and the, the whole thing really depends on how close it comes to the Florida shores. Uh, a little closer, we could see full force hurricane, maybe even up to Category Two status winds. Uh, if it goes a little bit offshore, we're just going to see tropical storm force, which we actually have 
now got tropical storm force winds just south of us. Uh, we've actually had tornado warnings uh, just south of us as well because hurricanes can produce tornadoes. We've talked to a lot of residents in the area. They've been telling us sort of it runs the gamut on what people are going to be doing. A lot of people have left, uh, just said, you know what, don't want to deal with this right now. I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, other people have said, you know what, I want to ride it out in my house. I don't think it's going to be that bad. And they're sticking around. Um, and other people are like, we just finished at a pizza place. <laughs> we <just laughs> dinner at a pizza place. They were open. And, and now they're closed up. But they're like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to make a little bit extra money. And then off we go. All right. So it really runs the gamut. <laughs> okay, so you've done this for an awful long time. And, um, you know, hurricanes are generally predicted. We know where they're going. This one didn't do that, though. This one kind of, everyone was waiting to see where it would go. Do hurricanes generally behave the way Dorian does? Well, I mean, hur- hurricanes, uh, you know, um, will do what the atmosphere allows them to do. I think that's probably the best way to put it. What we were seeing was the potential for uh, these, uh, the steering winds, so the, the upper-level winds that sort of push the, the hurricane along. Uh, those winds were going to stop and collapse, and at that point, the, uh, the storm could have gone any which way. And if it's out in the ocean, way out off of land, no big deal. It's not an issue at all. Uh, but because it was absolutely on the edge mm-hmm. of uh, where Florida is, uh, that was it became a huge deal. Sure. Uh, just, be- just because if it was just a little bit to the east, uh, it was going to uh, it was going to you know wreak havoc all the way up and down the east coast. But if uh, if it actually was a little bit offshore, almost no, uh, almost nothing at all. All right. And so I guess uh, Florida and the Carolinas will brace and see what uh, ends up happening. But we will feel it. Uh, is the East Coast not going to get uh, a bit of rain from this? Oh, yes. I mean, the whole, the, likely the whole East Coast will get rain because the whole thing is going to come up uh, and essentially just sit just offshore and just deliver tremendous amounts of rain. It's not going to deliver the punch you saw in Bahamas, but definitely going to deliver a lot of rain all up, all the way up and down the coast. And as a storm chaser, I mean, I know it's, it's it may sound somewhat macabre to say this, but uh, clearly the storm you're in isn't what I think was expected to happen. It may, it may turn around. We don't know that yet. Uh, but obviously the Bahamas was the real center of, of the destruction. So when you're a storm chaser and you're looking at these things, is that the storm that you wish you had been in or are you better set in, in this one? Well, you know, it's one of those things. Um, you know, storms are going to do what, what storms are going to do. If I'm there to document it, I mean, that's definitely what, I, what I'd like to do. I'd, be, I'd like to be able to tell people, hey, this is why, you know, we tell you to, to evacuate. This is why we let you know, hey, you know, get out of here. Um, and, and that's part of it. It is, from a, from a meteorological point of view, incredible to see these events. I mean, this is the, the, the biggest things that uh, some of the biggest things that this planet can throw at us. And to sort of be able to experience it is incredible. I wish that they came in over top of nobody, didn't hit anybody, didn't do any damage, but I could still stand out in the unbelievable, you know, Category 3, Category 4 winds. And, and that would be great. But unfortunately, they come in over top of, uh, you know, what we've built, and uh, it, it injures and kills and, and destroys. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a weird sort of the beauty is tied in as in, into the, the, to the horribleness of it. Indeed it is, and uh, we'll stay tuned and uh, continue to watch. And uh, stay safe, of course, Mark, because you put yourself in an awful lot of danger when you cover these yeah. things. But the, the good news is you do cover them, and we get to learn a lot from them. Yeah, and I tried, and one thing I'm going to say, that you know, when we when do stuff for the Weather Network, we can make sure that we do as much, as, as safe as possible, mitigate the risk as much as possible, because I want to keep doing this for many years. And we would like to talk to you for many years. <laughs> Mark, thank you very much. Stay safe. No problem. My pleasure. That's Mark Robinson, a storm chaser, well-known storm chaser with the Weather Network. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson for Global News Radio.